podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Right, everyone, we're at the world-famous Hilton Hotel at Glasgow Central to the Con Gig Pod episode 214, discussing the Scottish Cup win over St Mirren and reacting to what is surely a bye to the semi-finals at Hamden as we play David Martindale's skint Livingston. Has he told you that they're skint at Celtic Park? Joining myself, Stevie, for this one, is only here for a visit regular Dan, who now needs to discuss Celtic. You're in a hotel bar, so it must be your element there, Dan. I am indeed Stevie, I am indeed It's a lovely bar with all the candles It's beautiful It's a journey though, the journey is so frightening It's brilliant, you get up for work The travel into work, and then when you're in work And then when you finish work The walk to the hotel, it's frightening Dan It's frightening. beautiful story though, a beautiful story Earlier on as well, ordering the pints When I was leaning on the bar <laughs> And I fell through the bar, it was beautiful <laughs> Hilarious only fails in Gigpod. Right, well, we need to discuss a big event of the weekend, of course. Taylor Swift and that super... Oh, come on, it's a load of nonsense, that. Is, 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 is it no? It's it's not for me. I'm going to out you here, listeners. I know you do enjoy the spectacle of the Super Bowl. However, I'll give you credit. You do watch it year in, year out. You're not one of these fell-weather Swifties that just tuned in this year. Listen, I was saying it to you yesterday, mate. The incessant media coverage around her and... What's his name? Travis Kelsey or something? It's just, it's nauseating. Talk sport are even covering it now, and it's just, it's a load of bollocks. I'm sorry. Well, I would never criticise talk sport. Neither of us would. It is absolutely embarrassing to see that media coverage and ITV, BBC News, and all that. Like, actually talking about like Taylor Swift. Is she going to be there? As if this is going to really impact her lives? It's embarrassing. We've got dry January out the way now as well, which was a. Well, 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 we'll save that chat for only here for a visit. Which yeah. will give the listeners some incentive to tune in, I'm sure. I know, well, they'll be mm. tuning out at this part mm. anyway with us. But look, very, very quickly, we are going to have to talk about the Hibs game in midweek. Now, I'm not going to talk about it because I've done all my ranting to Rizzo on that great app, WhatsApp. What was your reaction to the massively undeserved 2-1 victory in the capital? Well, you're throwing me under the bus a bit here because I've only seen the last 10 minutes. Even in that 10 minutes, I did think we were absolutely terrible. <laughs> and for what I heard for the rest of the, the game, we were not much better. Relying on two penalties to beat a, a subpar Hib side. Um, I did say to you beforehand, I thought we would drop points. I know you were a little bit more positive than myself, purely based on Hib's bad form. Nothing that we're doing good at the minute. But it did not surprise me that we managed to turn that thing into a massive struggle. It's obviously the first time we're on a wee while. Listen, I'm the first person to question the minerals or whether or no people in this fan base have the chops for a close title race with Rangers, right? But in the past, we've been going an upwards trajectory when I've been questioning that. At the minute, this seems like a team that have been trying their very best week in, week out to throw away this title. And they tried it again at Hibs. We got lucky in the end. Adam Eder, fair play to him. He scored the two penalties there, two pressure penalties um, to obviously get himself off the mark. But no, if you've seen the highlights and obviously the little bit of the game that I did, I just thought it was another terrible performance. But a much needed uh, win at Easter Road finally for Brent 10. 
Lollet Reed, so discussed that at length week in, week out, whenever he could actually talk about Celtic going to Easter Roda. So he'll be glad that that one's out of the way. The anyway, streak is over, as they say in the biz. Who was it? Or was it Brock? Wasn't it Brock Lesnar? It was Brock at the end of the eye. I do actually remember watching that. It was one of the few WrestleManias I, I did tune into. Um, Reads was a alarm will begin after there. He's wrestling radar. Ah, the Undertaker in Saudi. Uh, I like that one. Ah, still the old WWF to me. <laughs> no, like, so uh, we played yesterday at the old Love Street against Samirin, of course. Now, I, I, you know, I'm just going to say it. Like A lot of people were saying this is going to be a really difficult game, a hard match, so Samirin and talking as if they were like the boogeyman <laughs> if you will there's a boogeyman or boogeyman <laughs> Homer when he leans on the bar <laughs> look fair enough right they got that win when uh, it was a real off day in September 2022 but Dan they have fairly dined off that haven't they they really have that and was it a draw they got there just COVID season Giovanni, no just before Giovanni Van Brockhorst was sacked and all because we were talking about ah, right. you and I in a Celtic Rangers context about how it's always built up to be this really difficult place to go I know they got that draw COVID season they put Rangers at the uh, League Cup I think it was wasn't it 3-2 um, but other than that as you say and I mean it's no different for the vast majority of other teams in the league whereby they'll beat Celtic or us or, or them I should say sorry on a, a very rare occasion. But you're right in saying, I, I, I know yesterday people had built it up as though Wednesday would be some turning point. I kind of predicted it early on, we'll come on to it again later on. I knew it'd be a bit of a slog, but ultimately we would win the game. Yeah, I, I had no real doubts about that, to be honest. Although before the game, you uh, read several others on my contacts on the aforementioned WhatsApp. We're pretty much saying it was a chaotic formation. Now, We'll start off with the team. Joe Hart deserves to keep his place in goal, as he always will. Bernabe left back. Scales and Wells centre half with Anthony Ralston coming in for the injured AJ. I will just stop you before you go any further there to say that as a back four straight out of a July European qualifier. Put up a good fight, but narrowly lose thanks to some idiotic defending, of course. Sorry, right, but Boyat and the Belly will be half fit for the second leg. We'll be fine. Just get Griffiths fit, mate. Get him fit. <laughs> 40 goals next season. <laughs> Uh, you had Palmer on the left, you had Maeda on the right, O'Reilly with McGregor in the midfield. Now, Kyogo, your favourite pal to know who you have not <laughs> criticised, playing off Adam Eda up front. Now, a lot of people uh, raising their eyebrows there. But you've got to say Brendan got that one right, when you consider who, sco- who, who opened the scoring after 15 minutes in the end. Well, as you did mention, we had done it in game a few times. I, I had my doubts whether or not it would work from the start, changing the shape there. Granted, we've been pretty rigid in terms of the 4-3-3 this season. It's come on for a, a, a lot of criticism as well, how much we've been kind of married to that particular formation. No, fair play, I was, I was proven wrong. Um, Kyogo did obviously open the score in there. Thought overall, as the, the 10, he did play pretty well. So no, credit to the manager there where it's due. Um, thought he got that one spot on. The opening goal, though, did come... I don't want to say it's against it on a play. I mean, I mean, well, Gorgic hit the bar. Samirin had a probably say the better of the game but I don't think Celtic were under any sustained pressure if anything I was quite impressed with actually how we managed the game defensively because dealing with Samirin you're going to be facing a lot of long balls a lot of physicality chaotic a lot of cross balls a lot of set pieces and I really felt you know the, the standout performer a lot of people are talking about Burnaby I've looked in Kerrydale Street people saying Burnaby and Hart of course and, and even Ralston getting mentioned but 
I don't know how you feel about it, Miguel, but I thought Stephen Welsh was excellent yesterday. I thought he was very good. And Stephen Welsh is a player that I think that if you're asking him to carry the ball and you're asking him to be a dominant centre-half when he's in possession, I think you're asking for trouble there. But see, when you're asking for a guy to defend, I think Welsh is excellent for us at that. Yeah, listen, backs the wall. I think he's, he's not too bad. He has impressed on occasion this season. I mean, when he's been fit enough to play and not had to come off injured time and time again, which is a real problem. He's not let us down, so... No, I did think he was good there. Liam Scales, I think that purple patch is perhaps over. Not writing him off completely, but I don't think he's been great since the break. But ultimately, I think even once um, Carter Vickers is back fit, whenever that may be, I do think Scales will obviously keep his place in the side because of the good form throughout the first half of the season. But no, as Welsh has done his chances, no harm. As I say, when called upon this season, when he's been fit, I think he's been good. It's just the fitness, I think, is the the big issue for him as I was saying earlier on as well with St Mirren and the amount of set pieces they had I was expecting them to score uh, Gogic with a chance would hit the bar then and he leans in the bar <laughs> <laughs> well I think we'll probably um, tell people about the origins of this and joke on the next only here for a visit because it's no fair that they're seeing me and you push yourself laughing and I probably want to tune out going uh, what is this part all about that is hilarious it's a classic yeah but then you had the overhead kick which came from a set piece as well and Hart made a really good save from it but I think that was the point as well like, you know everybody saying how good St Mirren were and I mean for all that there was like there was nothing from them up front um, there was nothing you know Mandron I think Jameson and Kilty the three of them well, didn't impress at all I thought Tanza uh, was putting a lot of good crosses into the box and Bacchus was okay in Boyd Munns I think had a lot of the ball too but in general uh, St Mirren in that last third I didn't think they had anything to borrow of it's quite telling that Gogic was their main threat there but I was really impressed with how and this is a low bar here when he leans on the low bar but it's a low bar though that I mean we should be able to see that out no bother but just due to the nature of how we've defended how panicked we get when those balls lumped into our box the, well, the fact that we kept the clean shoot there but the fact that we actually looked commanding and dominant was encouraging and I guess the right now like we're not going to be bullish and say that's it we're going to go on a run now we're going to win all the game not going to consider the goal it's going to be clean sheets all the way CCV who's that? we're not going to say any of that because I think sadly it is one game at a time stuff but I thought it was encouraging how we actually defended the set pieces that other than the fact that we gave away those two chances like you're talking St Mirren had something like 14 or 15 and for the most part we handled them really well because that was effectively their main game plan I think it ended up you've, you've actually got the stats printed up. oh I do they had 11 corners yeah, that, uh, 18 shots 18 and 11 shots corners well. I didn't even see the corner part the one that printed out the stats as well no listen I, I, I do agree that, that was one sign for encouragement I still thought the overall uh, performance was a bit of a potentially a disconnect for midfield to attack I do think we were a little bit sloppy in the round the final third we do still need to be much more clinical which has been a recurring problem throughout this season but no there was encouraging signs in terms of how we defended I kind of joked about it earlier on there saying it was a back four straight out of a July European qualifier but for the most part they cope well I know Brendan did make a big point after the game of talking about Tony Ralston in particular as someone he can rely upon I will say Ralston unlike others didn't let him down in the end but, <laughs> you know, I, I would still think that it's a damning assignment of that recruitment that we're still relying on Ralston seven years, you know, after he's made his debut. And I know he had that wee purple patch under that. It's 100%. I mean, I think you could say that for a lot of the team as a, as a whole at the minute. But in terms of how that back four coped, I thought they were, and again, I won't say this too loud in case Brendan is listening, 
but they were steady. You say that again, and he'll be on the first plane back. So we got the second uh, just after half time. Dyson made it again, scored against St Mirren, scored in the first uh, 30 seconds in the first game of the new year, and now he scored again here. Uh, yeah, a lot just, didn't well, I was about to say, a lot of people were saying it was meeting celebrations, but I, you never really see Dyson going mental when yeah. we scored anyway. I know, listen, I don't take that too seriously at all. I did just find it quite funny. Hilarious. But it was it was it was funny just how he kinda literally reacted to it. No, listen, back back in the side obviously, good to see him back in the score sheet as well. Um it's one maybe criticism of him is not getting enough goals or not being clinical enough in the final third. They crosses as well. I mean I don't want to be too negative, but they overhit cross balls. They are they are getting to me. So I listen, if we can just sort of work on that, I'll have no problem with them. Speaking of crosses, though, for a guy who's been lambasted, and justifiably so, Lewis Palmer having a big hand in both of the goals too. Yes. And yet, despite the fact that he assisted Kyogo's goal, and he played a key part in the second one, he's still utterly murder sometimes. A real enigma of a player, it has to be said. A riddle wrapped in an enigma, Stevie. Listen, I think as the season's gone on, granted he's had the odd odd good game here and there. He was obviously on penalties for a spell, which, you know, ups the numbers a bit. Not that we're quite into tavernier territory just yet, but certainly does make the stats look maybe slightly better than they would otherwise. Listen, I think as the season's gone on, and this isn't to be a slight on him, because the player he was replacing, or meant to be replacing, in Jota, it's just, he's nowhere near the calibre. Everyone kind of knows that by this point. I think he's... He's an upgrade on Haksabanovic, let him cook. But it's evident that he's obviously some way short of of Jota, who, you know, thanks to failings really in the transfer market, he has inadvertently ended up replacing the side week in, week out. So I a strange one. I mean I thought he was alright yesterday, but but you're right. I mean wingers are inconsistent at the best of times, but he is very inconsistent. A real a real YouTube player, see if you ever get his yes, compilations yes. at Celtic. Stick it on YouTube. Teams would want him for 15, 20 million and all that, when um, the reality is he is so infuriating to watch, but yet you can also appreciate that he does deliver as well. I'm assuming that's probably what Mark Lawwell had watched in the summer, was the YouTube compilations of him playing in Greece. Aye, you're doing him a disservice, but he's a world-class scout. <laughs> Aye, I worked for the City Group, brilliant. <laughs> right, OK, well, look, before we move on to the abysmal half hour of the game, I want to give a shout out as well to Burnaby I thought in the last couple of matches he's played well the only thing I would say is he's still a bit chaotic when he plays and he leaves massive gaps where he plays behind I think Burnaby is a perfect footballer for us against teams that are I know St Mirren technically aren't but if you're, let's let's not forget Burnaby at Tynecastle one of the all time horror shows I was just about to mention that there I, I'm sorry to cut across you but um, I'm not having him I'm sorry I'm just not having him. And it's not because of the stupid haircut. That that was the big one for me. Under Ange, the Tyne Castle test. Do you know what I mean? You pass that and I, I will immediately rate you much higher than... Got the chops. I would say he's got the chops. He's a live one. But having failed that, then you think, can I really hang this hat on my guy when we go to Ibrox? Playing in Europe. It was a problem area that was not addressed. Um, thought he had a decent game on Sunday. Thought he was all right. But generally, I just think it's a massive drop-off and, and downgrading quality for Taylor, who I don't think has been great this season either. A very quick word on Yang when he came on. I've seen a lot of people as well on the forums like going mad. Like, I still think Celtic fans have to stop like a good wee cameo appearance and 
a decent performance in one game and then you see it in forums and people talking them up saying oh they'll do a job for us and I don't think they should lose their place I'm sorry but not sustain that over a bit of time sustain that over a period of maybe you know 10 games I'm sorry as much as Yang did play well when he came on and he did I'm not going to take that away from him when you when you look on forums and you look online and again I'm sorry to say it's so fucking online when you look at that and there's people saying give him a run in the team come on is this is this how far we've fallen they have to start proving more and I'm sorry but a 2-0 win against St Mirren when it's fully expected and you're up against tired legs as well that's going to be happening like you know play him against play him against Kumar for the start far tougher challenge and I don't think he put in that performance he did well but it's the expectation levels that have just dipped to their fans as well yeah no I agree to an extent I, I think um, listen they featured enough throughout the first half this season young for me to have serious doubts Again, I'm not wanting to just come on here and behave and bash players, but he had a decent sustained run in the team at one point or another, be it starting games, coming off the bench, you get a decent amount of minutes, whatever it was, with very little impact. I think it's very clear he's very raw, clearly needs coached. Listen, that's maybe one thing Brendan is very good at, is coaching what he's got rather than maybe the recruitment side of things. I know it's been a, a big criticism wherever he's been. So maybe he can get a tune out of him eventually, but I just think there's still some big, big deficiencies in his game. Born offside, that expression. <laughs> Not so much yesterday, but, but certainly during the first half of the season from memory. Um, and also just no releasing it, overdoing it at points in time as well. But listen, that's that's end product, which say comes with, I suppose, experience and exposure to playing games week in, week out. So... Not a total write-off by any means. I'm no one to be Mr Negative. But, um, no, there's still a long way to go, as, as decent as his cameo may have been yesterday. We learned who we played in the quarterfinals. We'll be going to Celtic Park to play David Martindale's Skin Livingston, which I'm going to say really arrogant. Probably too big doggish here. But that is surely a buy. A formality. Yeah, it might be a... A question mark or two hanging over it if it was at the good old Tony Mac on that one. Like it's still the old Almondville to me. <laughs> but um our recent record there's been been decent enough, so I would I would agree. I, I think all things considered, teams left in the draw, home draw at Celtic Park, Livingston as you say, the basket case that they've been this season. Hopefully, I pray God, this is the season um that we finally rid ourselves of them. Aye, you would have to say it's as good as a, a buy in the semi-finals without sounding arrogant. OK, thanks for your insight there, brother. But I'm sure you have something more to say with the Leal Abada situation. Do you think we're going to see Leal Abada again in a Celtic jersey? Yeah, January would have been the time to, don't want to say offload him, but, you know, it would have been a like a mutual thing, an acknowledgement that it would maybe be easier if we'd had just part company, one of the kind of breakups, you know, the ones I'm talking about, listeners. <laughs> Or so you tell yourself, make yourself feel better about it. No, I, I, I think we'll see it again, obviously, between now and the end of the season, but it has to go in the summer. I think it's he's in a kind of untenable position now, I would say. And the other night against him, he was rotten when he came on. I mean, really, really terrible. An all-time hall of shame, wasn't it? As bad as I've seen him. I mean, he was terrible when he came on in the New Year's derby as well, but that was a new low. I still feel that, yeah, I agree with that. A bad, uh, should have left in the summer. I thought he was away in the summer, being Matt O'Reilly as well. Uh, myself and Nizzo did and I was really shocked when he signed that five year deal Stephen Paul McGowan was saying that it was like drip feeding that information that Celtic were going to be looking to 
the other was loan offers basically mm. interested in him um, West Brom I think was one then they ended up with Mikey Magic Johnson um, I thought it was like Bundesliga and French teams there may well have been but West Brom was on I heard but listen my news outlet of choice is top spot so naturally they're not very focused on the French and- no, I, I, I agree with what you said there as well um, I think it would be best for all parties that Abada moved on I'd love Celtic to also get a good but I, I, I think his market value probably plummet though oh it has plummeted I think regardless of the five year deal um, yeah I think you'd be lucky to get eight figures for him this summer I've severe doubts we will because I think he'll be so keen to move on yeah and I think Celtic are but I mean look, it's got to be a title battle and we feel they don't get time for it it's all about as you say having the chops it's got to be so nip and tuck and we can't afford anybody in the team whose mind isn't fully in it and again this is different for me and you working in a poxy office job like this is you know, top level football and if you're no 100% mentally prepared for it the opposition are going to sense it for him personally it is an incredibly difficult situation to be thrust into as a as a young man as well as Brendan Rodgers reiterated time and time again when this first uh, first arose this particular situation it's a case of making as a, a young man that's moved halfway around the world to play football um, so not as a it's a very difficult situation but as you say quite rightly there and, and it was maybe a a question mark over some of the other decisions in January Lager Bielka staying in the end up and always one for you and I granted Carter Vickers obviously has, has injury troubles but you need players that are 100% focused and you're quite right in saying I don't think his, his heart will be on it a couple of people also did say that they wanted to um, touch on Hart and Burnaby's performance which I think we've already done earlier the main question we got in Mo was why is it that every time we go to the old Love Street we're wearing dreadful kits now and that's a good point because Obviously, the COVID season, we had the, the the Love Street 86 one, which it was tainted because of that season. Yeah. We had that horrible grey one with the sort of lemon sponsor member. The oh, yeah, I, yeah, the, the kit clash. Yeah, and then they had to wear, I think, their away kit for the, the second game that season, yeah. I do remember that. There was that, and then, obviously, the one that we wore yesterday. Which like, you seem to hate, but you own it. I know, but I've got mental health problems where I buy things and then think to myself what am I, what am I doing here so I got a pass here but I don't like it I don't like that one no, I, I don't mind it I think it's alright I, I know I know the subject matter we're going to touch on here it's certainly not one of the greats as they would say right okay so when we have played St Mirren at the new St Mirren Stadium what's been the, the best kit that we've worn because I know mine is 100% the 12-13 black third kit when we wore, no black away kit the third kit was the white one uh, the 125th wasn't it the, yeah the black third kit where it had the tricolour on the sleeves and the collar oh I, I liked that one <laughs> what a journey what was uh, what was your shout then Um, no I've had a bit of time to think on this not so much results based because really I can only remember one of them I do think when we wore the, the remake of the Bumblebee yeah remember Paddy McCourt scored that goal Wearing that as well, and we lost for now. <laughs> ah, we did indeed. We did indeed. Ah, but Paddy McCourt's gone. I mean, that was a classic. Um, so I like that. That was a good. That was a good contrast. Um, again, we lost a cup tie there wearing it as well. I'm picking some really terrible options here, but I do like a yellow Celtic away kit. Clearly, the yellow and green one for 0809. Yes, I remember I it well. Was a, that was a good one as well. I like that one. And the um, another one that stands out is the. Um, 0708 away based on the uh, Lisbon Lions away kit the sort of dark green wee bit of grey in there 
Um, Nakamura scored the, the late free kick there in the title running in 08. Ah, there was a big debate about that and the Gravison hat trick. I liked that one. Ah, that, I think that was a, <laughs> that the season prior in the black and green, mm-hmm. I believe. But no, I remember the the dark green one, 07 08. Scott Brown, I think, scored his first goal for Celtic. 5 1. 5 1 at the start of that season. And then obviously the, the Nakamura dive and then late three kick to win it there as well. So, on balance, I would say that one, given that the other two hold some. Uh, Truly horrific memories in terms of results, including a Scottish Cup exit and a, a 4 0 defeat. So you're going with the 07 08 win then? 07 08 away. Okay, well, for me, die. 12 13. Truly was one of the greats. Right, anyway, I think we'll finish our drinks because this is going to be the outro. However, there's going to be two gig pods in a week. Can you believe that then? Two um, different gig pods, I was told. <laughs> Good content for a change. Well, did they get it for free though? Ah, they can't complain. Alright, so we're going to have GigPod 215 out before the weekend. Before the Kabbalah game, it'll be a preview with myself and it'll be Hamish. Going to be chatting about that game and also why he's decided to start his new channel, Celtic AM. Still the old 67 hail hail to me, Stephen. <laughs> I look forward to having Hamish on. Can't wait. The main thing will probably just be the fact that I uh, don't get to speak to Dan for a second time in a week, so that'll be a real highlight for me. No, listen, I will just make a point of saying good luck to Hamish with the uh, Hamish Sports Breakfast that <laughs> started there. Um, no, genuinely, good luck to him. I did watch the first uh, couple of videos, um, so it's good to good to see him back doing what he does best. Ah, speak for yourself, mate. <laughs> right, OK, so this was the Gigpod episode 214 with myself, Stevie. I'll let Dan down his beer rather than say cheerio to anybody here. Thanks a lot for listening. As always, you know where to follow us. Again, I'll just reiterate social media stuff and all that. Couldn't get In fact, we're anti-social anti- anti- media. Anti-social like media. It's on there. If you want to follow us on social media, fair enough. See, if you don't and you want to unfollow or block us, that's fine. The main thing is you subscribe on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere else that you listen to your podcasts. That's all we care about. The annual life fans, is that right, Then All we care about is the uh, download numbers. That's all we're driven by. Correct. Right, <laughs> we'll talk to you later on in the week when I chat to Hamish for episode 215. Thanks for putting up with us, uh, even though we're slightly tipsy, on episode 214 here. It's a rare laugh for us both, and hail, hail. Network.